methodology practices are entering a new value-based payment era, and the ability to successfully demonstrate contributions to the quality of care provided will likely have a significant impact on their ability to positively impact their own reimbursement in the Merit-Based Incentive Payment System, also known as MEP. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, has finalized several changes to the program for 2019, which is year three of MEP. In this CAPCAST, Dr. Emily Bolk, Vice Chair of the CAP's Council on Government and Professional Affairs, and also Chair of the CAP Qualified Clinical Data Registry Ad Hoc Committee, discusses what pathologists need to know and do for 2019 in order to be successful in year three of the program. Dr. Volk, how can pathologists find out if they have to report for MIPS in 2019? In order to find out if you are eligible to report for MIPS or the alternative payment models approved by CMS, you can visit the CMS Participation Lookup Tool at https colon mark forward slash forward slash qpp.cms.gov. Most pathologists qualify under the MIPS program. So for most pathologists, if you bill Medicare Part B, you must participate and will be subject to a penalty unless you qualify for one of the following exceptions. Clinicians not meeting the low volume threshold are included in the exceptions. This low volume threshold is defined as clinicians who are billing less than or equal to $90,000 in allowed charges, seeing less than or equal to 200 Medicare patients, or providing fewer than 200 covered professional services under the physician fee schedule for the performance year. Clinicians participating as qualified participants in advanced alternative payment models are also exempt from reporting MIPS and clinicians in their first year of Medicare Part B participation are also exempt. Your MIPS eligibility can change from one year to the next, so it's important that you check your eligibility for 2019. The CMS Lookup Tool is really a valuable resource to determine clinician-specific program requirements as well as to ensure that CMS has the correct information regarding your practice. Now, Dr. Volk, what are the major changes to MIPS that pathologists should know for 2019? There are several changes to MIPS in 2019 that pathologists should know. As CMS moves towards full implementation of the program, the requirement for avoiding a penalty is getting more rigorous. The performance threshold to avoid a penalty in 2019 has increased to 30 points compared to the 2018 performance threshold of 15 points. This means that pathologists cannot attest to improvement activities alone to avoid a penalty. Pathologists will have to report on quality measures to avoid a penalty. CMS is also moving away from claims-based measures and reporting. Starting in 2019, only individuals or groups who are in small practices of 15 or fewer clinicians can report quality measures via Medicare Part B claims. Pathologists in a group of greater than 16 clinicians need to find another way to report, such as a qualified registry or a qualified clinical data registry. The CAP's Pathologist Quality Registry provides both options. CMS removed three of the eight pathology measures for 2019 because CMS considered them to be topped out, leaving five measures for reporting via Medicare Part B claims. If pathologists 
who are reporting via Medicare Part B claims or via Qualified Registry Report on less than six measures. CMS will determine whether or not additional measures should have been submitted using the Eligible Measures Applicability or EMA process. To avoid the EMA process, pathologists can report on the pathologist specialty measure set via claims if they are in a small practice or using a qualified registry. Quality measures continue to be weighted proportionally highest for pathologists and other non-patient facing clinicians. 85% of our score is based on performance in these quality measures. An additional 15% is for improvement activities. For individual non-patient facing physicians, CMS will automatically re-weight the Promoting Interoperability Performance category. Non-patient-facing clinicians do not qualify for automatic re-weighting in the Promoting Interoperability Performance category unless 100% of the MIPS-eligible clinicians qualify for re-weighting individually. Now, how does the new facility-based scoring affect MIPS reporting for pathologists in 2019? The CMS defines facility-based MIPS-eligible clinicians as those who furnish 75% or more of their covered professional services in sites identified with place of service codes 21, inpatient hospital, 22, on-campus outpatient hospital, or 23, emergency room. In addition, clinicians must have at least one service billed with place of service 21 or 23 inpatient or emergency room. The CMS will determine facility-based status on an annual basis. Pathologists and their practices should check their facility-based status on the CMS Lookup Tool website. A facility-based clinician is attributed to the hospital at which he or she provides services to the most Medicare patients, which will also be indicated on the CMS Participation Lookup Tool. MIPS-eligible clinicians and groups who are eligible for facility-based measurement scoring will automatically have their MIPS quality and cost category scores assigned based on their attributed facilities hospital value-based purchasing program. While there are no submission requirements for individual clinicians in facility-based measurement, a pathology group must submit data in the Improvement Activities category in order to be measured as a group under facility-based measurement. Individual clinicians who are facility-based should also attest to Improvement Activities separately in order to maximize their MIPS score. Facility-based pathologists and groups can also report MIPS data separately, and the CMS will use the highest score towards their MIPS final score. CMS is providing a facility-based preview that allows pathologists to see what their quality and cost performance category scores could look like for the 2019 MIPS performance period if they are identified as facility-based and attributed to a facility with a fiscal year 2020 hospital value-based purchasing score. Please note that these are not 2019 mid-period quality and cost performance category scores under the facility-based scoring option. This preview is based on earlier data from the hospital value-based purchasing program and should give pathologists some idea 
of what their facility-based scores for these performance categories will look like. For pathologists eligible for facility-based measurement, the preview period will enable them to determine if additional quality data submission is necessary. Pathologists can preview their facility score by signing into the QPP website and clicking Preview Facility Score from the home page or click the facility-based preview link in the left-hand navigator. Now, Dr. Volk, what if a pathologist moves practices during the performance year? The MIPS score follows the MPI in all cases. Therefore, a clinician will receive reimbursement in 2021 based on 2019 performance regardless of their TIN in 2021. In the case of a pathologist working in a new practice or otherwise establishing a new TIN that did not exist during the performance period, there would be no corresponding historical performance information or final score for the new TIN-NPI combination. If there is not a final score associated with a TIN-NPI combination from the performance period, CMS will use the NPI's performance for the TINs the NPI was billing under during the performance period. For example, if a pathologist worked in one practice, we'll call that TINA, in the performance period of 2019, but is working at a new practice, we'll call that TINB, during the payment year of 2021, then the CMS will use the final score for the old practice, TINA and PI combination, to apply the MIPS payment adjustment for that MPI in the new practice, TINB and PI combination. If a pathologist billed under more than one TIN during the performance period of 2019 and starts working in a new practice or otherwise establishes a new TIN that did not exist during the performance period, the CMS will take the highest final score associated with the MPI in the performance year. If a pathologist starts billing Medicare Part B claims at a TIN between October 1, 2019 and December 31, 2019, and the practice participates as a group, the pathologist will receive the group's final score and associated payment adjustment. If the practice does not report as a group, the pathologist will receive a neutral payment adjustment. Finally, can you discuss efforts to improve MIPS and reduce burdens on clinicians, including pathologists? Yes, absolutely. The CAP is intimately involved in advocacy efforts, including regular conversations and meetings with CMS staff to highlight the unique challenges pathologists face in the MIPS program as non-patient-facing clinicians in a program that is inherently patient-facing. Through the CAP's advocacy and engagement with CMS, the Pathologist Quality Registry applied for and received 2019 special designation from the CMS called Qualified Clinical Data Registry, or QCDR, status. That allows us to offer an additional 21 QCDR measures that are important and applicable to pathologists that are not offered anywhere else. These QCDR measures are, in addition to the five quality payment program measures, developed and stewarded by the CAP, which are currently in the public domain. 
This gives pathologists more choices in reporting quality measures for MIPS, especially as pathologists in large practices of 16 or more clinicians can no longer use Medicare Part B claims to report measures. In addition, just recently, on May 8, 2019, the Senate Finance Committee held a congressional hearing to examine the ongoing implementation of MIPS. There were several witnesses representing the interests of specialty societies, including the American Medical Association. The AMA highlighted that additional improvements to MIPS are needed in order to reduce reporting burden on clinicians, especially on solo and small practices. Witnesses also highlighted the need for easier exchange of data to increase the effectiveness of QCDRs. The CAP continues to be engaged with CMS and on the Hill to ensure pathologists are able to participate successfully in MIPS and demonstrate our value in patient care. Thank you, Dr. Bolk. For more information on MIPS, please visit the MIPS for Pathologists section featured in the advocacy section of CAP.org. Thank you for listening to this CAPcast, and be sure to listen to our other CAPcasts from the CAP on our SoundCloud channel at soundcloud.com forward slash pathologist. And we're also now on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes by searching for the word CAPcast in your iTunes store. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss any new CAPcast.